On today's episode, I will be going over everything that went down this week at Blackhawks Prospect Development Camp at Fifth Third Arena, from which prospects left the best impressions to the ones that maybe were a bit disappointing. I'll be breaking it all down right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, July 15th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2. Or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds, literally just a quick click of the button will be helping me out tremendously. Be sure to go and rate the show with five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to go and leave me a review as well, because I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from all you wonderful listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then definitely be sure to go and check out Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode, folks, moving forward is going to have a video attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please, please, please go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. It would seriously mean the world to me. Also, be sure to go and smash the like button down below and comment as to which prospect is your favorite in the Blackhawks organization right now and why. Please make sure to let me know why. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, so that way you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you all are Uh, enjoying the last couple of hours before the weekend. I know it's that weird time of Friday where most of you are, some of you at least I'm sure, have have already cracked that first drink nearly five o'clock on Friday. It's almost weekend time, folks. We're closing in. Uh, Hope you all are, again, enjoying your Friday so far. Uh, The name of today's episode, the name of the game for today's episode, I should say, as you all know already, is the Blackhawks prospect development camp that took place this week down at Fifth Third Arena in Chicago, where all of the team's high-end prospects were in attendance, from Kevin Korczynski to Frank the Tank, Sam Renzel, each and every player actually from the 2022 NHL draft class for the Blackhawks was in attendance, along with Nolan Allen, 2021 first-round pick, Colton Dock, Drew Camesso, Alex Vlasic was there as well. It was a lot of fun to see uh, a lot of these guys for the first time and also for those uh, who have been around for quite some time now. It was also fun to see them for the first time in action 
uh, for the first time in quite a while. So a lot of fun to be down at Fifth Third Arena this week. It was also a lot of fun to see um, the great folks who are involved on the Blackhawks being involved with the media from Mario, Greg, and Jay at CHGO Blackhawks. Had a lot of good conversations with all three of those guys throughout the week. I also uh, ran into Chris Vosters, got to talk with Chris for the first time. Of course, the new play-by-play announcer for the Chicago Blackhawks. I also met Danny Wirtz for the first time. It was pretty cool to shake hands and introduce myself to Danny. Uh, Also ran into Joe Brandt, Ben Pope, Charlie Romeliotis, who's always great to see, always puts a smile on my face. So uh, all in all, just a, a lot of fun down at Fifth Third Arena throughout the course of the week. But Let's go ahead and get into the real reason why you all have tuned into the episode today, which is to see how all of the Blackhawks prospects looked throughout the course of the week down at development camp. And I'm going to be breaking this up into three segments here today, like I normally do for the shows. Uh, And the prospects that I'm going to be starting with is the entire 2022 NHL draft class for the Blackhawks, getting a first look at all 11 of these guys in action. Um, and today, of course, the Blackhawks on Fridays during their development camp, um, it's always a scrimmage, always the last day they scrimmage each other. Fortunately, the original plans were to have a three-on-three scrimmage. The Blackhawks changed that to five-on-five at last minute, which I thought was definitely a good decision. I mean, three-on-three, it's, it's just not real hockey. You don't get a true sense of how these guys fare. And, game-like action. So I was happy they changed it to five-on-five like they have uh, throughout the years at Blackhawks development camp. I know this is the first one they've had since 2019 due to COVID, um, but it was nice to see them go back to the five-on-five. I'm sure the coaching staff and the front office thought that was a good idea because it gets them a better sense of where all these kids are at and what certain ones need to work on and how they fare overall in game-like action. I think that's the biggest thing you want at the end of the week because you can only take so much from drills and the little things that are going on in the first few days. So very happy that the Blackhawks went with the five-on-five scrimmage today. Uh, But diving into the Blackhawks 2022 draft class and how all these players fared throughout the course of the week, starting with Kevin Korchinski. First thing that stood out to me about Kevin immediately was the speed. I mean, he effortlessly glides up and down the ice. It's incredible. A great skating ability. And with that, uh, he also, I think, uses that to his advantage well and knows exactly when to jump up into the play offensively. And it's kind of funny getting this first glance at Korchinski because when the Blackhawks took him with the seventh overall pick, I uh, jumped on the Lockdown NHL draft show And I talked with Brandon Piller about Korchinski's game. And the first thing he said was, I like to call Kevin Korchinski an offenseman because that's the name of his game. And it was pretty apparent throughout the course of the week that Kevin Korchinski is certainly an offensive defenseman. He likes to get involved in the play and transition, likes to give his team an odd man rush up the ice. His recognition is really good already of when to jump in on a play and exactly how he can make an impact. And also, with being a good skater, I think he can kind of get away a little bit with cheating up ice, and he can also still get back and recover in time uh, to not allow the opposition to have an odd man rush going the other direction. So the skating, I thought, was phenomenal from Kevin Korchinski throughout the course of the week. The offensive IQ stood out to me as well. I mean, in the scrimmage today, he made 
several good passes in the offensive zone, walked the blue line with the puck to create time and space. Uh, I will say, I think he is a little bit too passive with the puck on his stick in the offensive zone. I think he's always trying to set up his teammates rather than putting the puck on net. That's something I think he needs to work on a little bit, but all in all for being 18 years old, six foot four, the kid can absolutely fly up and down the ice. And I think there is a lot of potential there for Kevin Korchinski as he continues to further develop. And the Blackhawks, of course, are going to let him do that. They're going to be very patient with all of these prospects throughout the next handful of years. Then getting into my boy, Frank the Tank, Frank Nazar. I thought he might have impressed more than anyone today during the scrimmages. I mean, I don't even know if he had a point, actually, but he played on the top line for Team Red with Landon Slaggard and Dominic James, and every time that trail was on the ice, something was happening, and it was usually because of Frank the Tank's high hockey IQ. I mean, good first pass, knows how to set up his teammates in transition, a very good speed that he uses on both sides of the puck, I should say, I should add. Um, when he doesn't have the puck on his stick, he is a hound on the back check and cuts down the amount of time and space that an opposing player could have because they, they have to make a quicker decision because of how fast Frank the Tank gets on them. So both sides of the puck, I thought, Frank Nazar really excelled today. He's very scrappy, even though he doesn't have the best size. He's not afraid to mix it up and get into the corners and play a scrappy game. And then when it comes to skill, he's a lot of fun in transition and knows what to do with the puck to get it to his teammates in open areas. And himself, he knows how to get shots off on the netminder. So I'm really excited about Frank Nazar, folks. I think he might have the highest upside out of anyone, even Kevin Korchinski in the Blackhawks organization because what he's able to do with the puck at such a high pace. I'm super excited about Frank Nazar, and he's going to the University of Michigan next year, a very prestigious program where he's going to be playing with a lot of good players there as well. Uh, I'm very excited about the future of Frank Nazar after what I saw out of him this week. And then the third first-round pick the Blackhawks took in this year's draft, Sam Renzel. To me, it was very clear that he's still a step behind at least Kevin Korchinski and Frank Nazar, the two other first-round picks of the Blackhawks. And that's kind of to be expected out of Renzel, right? I mean, the kid just wrapped up his junior year of high school, got 21 games worth of action down uh, with the Waterloo Blackhawks of the USHL last season. Um, not going to play college hockey until 2023-2024. He's still got a long ways to go, but I do think he's got a lot of the raw tools already and the confidence to go along with it. Like good size, good skating ability. And one thing that stood out to me about Renzel was every time he was dropped the puck into the into the defensive zone when a teammate dropped it to him into the D zone. It felt like he personally wanted to carry the puck up the ice into the offensive zone and make the first pass rather than outletting it and having a teammate carry it in. He really has that confidence in himself when the puck is on his stick. And I think for being so young uh, and so raw in terms of the development process, that's that's very key and stood out to me for being, um, being still a little bit far away. So uh, I think Renzel is a very high-end project, I believe. When he puts it all together, um, the, the skill set, you can't deny it, but he still has a ways to go undoubtedly, but that's okay. Again, Blackhawks are going to be extremely patient with all these players moving forward. There is no rush right now, so Renzel can just kind of continue to gain experience and further develop his game over the next course of 
uh, over the course of the next few years. And I believe the upside is very high for him um, one day down the road. Getting into some of the later, uh, well, I guess not later rounds, but non-first round picks from the Blackhawks in this year's draft. Paul Ludwinski, I thought he was just kind of all right throughout the course of the week. Um, the thing that stood out to me the most about him was probably the energy that he provides and the high motor. He does have some offense in there too. Um, probably not a top six upside, which is a little disappointing considering how high the Blackhawks took him. Um, but I, I do think he has a good compete level and a good all-around game. Uh, in the scrimmage, he made a couple of nice plays. He set up uh, Joseph Serpa, who I'll get into later, set him up for a beautiful goal today. So I thought Ludwinski was all right. Uh, still has to grow a little bit in other areas, but um, I, I, I think he's a guy who's able to make an impact without the puck on his stick, and that's why the Blackhawks felt confident taking him in the second round. His floor might be higher than other players are, despite him maybe not having not having that high of a ceiling offensively. Kind of that's the same for both Ryan Green and Gavin Hayes, I thought. I didn't think either of them stood out all that much. Uh, they both do have size, and they're not afraid to be physical along the boards. Um, but I don't think they have the highest offensive skill set, and their ceilings aren't high either. Um, for Green, he might have more than Gavin Hayes does. Um, we saw him be near a point-per-game guy for the Green Bay Gamblers this last year in the USHL, but um, after the f- the three first-round picks really stood out, I thought the next three selections in Paul Ludwinski, Ryan Green, and Gavin Hayes were just kind of eh throughout, throughout the weekend uh, at Fifth Third Arena, especially when you compare them to the next two guys I'm about to get into, and Samuel Savoie and Aiden Thompson. Both of them made an immediate impact. Samuel Savoie Oh my gosh, Blackhawks fans, I really think you're going to love this kid. I mean, seems like he wants to be a villain each and every time he's on the ice. And he doesn't care if you're a teammate of his. He's going to get into it with you. He's going to be scrappy. He's going to be chopping at your legs, banging into you against the boards. He's just annoying and frustrating to play against. And again, even against his teammates, he was mixing it up all week long with a huge smile on his face. You could tell he just loves frustrating the hell out of his opponents. And he might not have the highest offensive skill set. Um, he only tallied, I think it was 33 points. Yeah, 33 points in 64 games for the Gatineau Olympiques and the QMJHL this year, but that's not the name of his game. It's being tough to play against, frustrating, uh, playing hard, rubbing you against the boards, making life difficult. And Samuel Savoie did that to a T all week long. I mean, this guy, I really think Blackhawks fans are going to enjoy watching him later on down the road. And if he's able to develop a little bit more offensively, he could be a real interesting Swiss Army knife, jack of all trades type of player for the Blackhawks. And then Aiden Thompson, he is already 20 years old, but it's clear that he's more ready and a step ahead a lot of than a lot of the younger kids, right? Um, plays hard. I think the thing that stood out to me the most about Thompson was his ability to play fast in tight areas, quick first passes to get out of the D zone, uh, exiting the defensive zone. He made the correct reads. Like His experience was very prominent throughout the week, I thought. And then in the offensive zone, a really good shot, good IQ and playmaking abilities, uh, made a lot of smart passes to his teammates. Um, he actually had a really, really dominant year in the USHL with the Lincoln Stars. 
I think Aiden Thompson is someone that Blackhawks fans, all you fans out there should be putting a star next to his name as someone to remember. He's going to the University of Denver this year. Uh, he's got a lot of potential for being a third round pick, uh, a high ceiling, I think, because of the way that he plays the game. I'm really excited about Aiden Thompson later on down the road. Dominic James, the first six-round pick for the Blackhawks this year. Uh, he also, like I mentioned earlier, played on the top line with Frank Nazar and Landon Slager today. And for being a six-round pick, drafted a little bit later than both of those two, he held his own and um, didn't negatively affect their chemistry or anything. In fact, I thought he added to it. That's what stood out to me the most about Dominic James, his offensive instincts, his creativity. And for being a little guy, he'll get in there. He'll scrap it up with you. He'll make tough plays. Uh, I, I think for being a six-round pick, there, there is the potential for something there. Uh, good offensive game. As a freshman this past year for Minnesota Duluth, he's a teammate of Wyatt Kaiser's. He had 18 points in 39 games as a freshman. We'll see about Dominic James, but I thought, especially in the last two days, he really made an impact. And after kind of a quiet start, I definitely liked what I saw out of him as the week progressed. And then out of Niels Juntorp, I will say, Blackhawks fans, there might be something here with Niels, too, simply because of his shot. From day one, the thing that impressed me the most about Juntorp was how heavy his shot was. Great form, great power, good accuracy, was regularly going top shelf, actually scored a goal in today's scrimmage. Uh, he had good numbers for a Swedish junior team last year, 41 points in 40 games. Not sure how difficult that league is, but he is making the transition over to North America. He's going to be playing for the Dubuque Fighting Saints this upcoming season. We'll see what happens with Juntor, but I'll tell you, fans, I was impressed when this dude shot the puck this weekend, beat Drew Comesso glove side to score a goal this afternoon. I'm not counting out Niels Juntorp as a six-round pick. Seems like it was a pretty good late-round selection by the Blackhawks. Then the last pick in the 2022 draft, Riku Tohila, six foot eight, center out of Finland. Uh, I mean, to say this guy is a project would that that would say the least. I mean, even Mike Donahue, I think it was, it was one of the Blackhawks scouts talked about how he's just so far behind the curve right now. He's from a small village, has a long ways to go, but they liked his ability to at least keep up at six foot eight. Um, although I think they might have been generous when they were saying that because watching Tohila today, even just with the Blackhawks prospects, he was having a hard time keeping up. He just really can't move out there, but he does know how to use his size to his advantage. He has a very long reach. He can protect the puck away from the opponent. Uh, he goes to the front of the net with the purpose. It's just going to be hard for him always, I think, to keep up with the NHL just getting faster and faster and faster. But why not take a flyer on a six foot eight guy in the seventh round? It seems like the Blackhawks have been doing that the past couple of years. Uh, but all in all, from this 2022 NHL draft class, Blackhawks fans, I, I really like what I saw for the most part. I mean, I think Porchinski, Nazar, and Renzel have super high upside. I think Savoy and Thompson were two good middle round picks. Juntorp has a heavy shot. Dominic James has a good offensive game. And even Paul Ludwinski, Ryan Green, and Gavin Hayes, guys who didn't stand out to me offensively, I think they do have good all-around games and can still impact the way a game is played without the puck on their stick. So all in all, I really was impressed by this 2022 draft class at first glimpse. Of course, it is just a development camp. You don't really know all that much still. I mean, it was 
their first time playing together. It was basically pickup hockey. That's basically what was going on throughout the week and just little drills and whatnot. But I was impressed. And I do believe there is a lot of upside from this draft class in particular. So good look, I think. Good first look at a lot of these young players. And I'm definitely excited to see how they continue to progress over the next handful of years. All right, there is a quick recap of the Blackhawks. 2022 NHL draft class and how they fared this week at development camp. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into some of the other top prospects in the Blackhawks organization and talk about how their weeks went. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Summer is here and you're going to need some food for being on the go. Well, Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you everywhere you go. Throw them into your bags, throw them into your kids' backpacks, and make sure that everyone has a bar to be fueled for their summer adventures. And the best part about Built Bars is that they're both delicious and healthy. So there's no more sacrificing delicious food for health. And and, well, (laughs) yeah, there's no more sacrificing delicious food with health. Sorry, folks, I lost my ad read. Um, Because with Built Bar, you can have both. You can get the best of both worlds. And have you tried Built Bar Puffs yet? Because if not, then you're seriously missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars on the market right now with delicious flavors like banana cream pie, cinnamon churro, which literally tastes like a marshmallow with cinnamon on it. They have birthday cake, mud pie, which I throw in the freezer and eat it really cold. I think it's the best that way. They're all tremendous. And when you're eating these things, you actually won't believe they're good for you. And they're less than 150 calories and have 17 grams or more of protein. It's it's hard to believe, but it's true. So head on over to built.com right now and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's built.com with the exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next built bar order. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Moving on into segment two today, let's talk about some of the other notable prospects for the Blackhawks and how they fared at development camp this week. First, I wanted to start with 2021 first round pick, Nolan Allen, the big defenseman who plays for the Prince Albert Raiders of the WHL. Had a pretty strong year with them, actually. He had 41 points in 65 games. A little bit of an uptick offensively, even though that's not the name of his game. It's more so being physical, good first pass out of his own zone, um, just being responsible in in the defensive in in his own end. That's the name of the game for Nolan Allen. And honestly, Blackhawks fans, it's it's kind of hard to exactly capture what type of player he's going to be because. He didn't really stand out to me throughout the course of the week. He did make some nice little plays, but he's just not active, really. Like, stuck in his own zone. He can be rugged and, and tough to play against, but uh, there, there were some plays I saw where he lost his gap, lost his man in coverage, just made wrong reads. I, I definitely was not impressed with what I saw out of Nolan Allen throughout the week. Now, again, he is still a young man. There's still a ways to go, but for being taken so early, especially when we heard the risks after the Blackhawks selected him, I mean, a lot of scouts and draft analysts had pegged this guy to be a third-round pick, so 
I am a little concerned for sure about Nolan Allen because he he really didn't stand out to me at all through the course of the week, especially compared to some of the other defensemen and even some of the younger ones in Kevin Korchinski and Sam Renzel. Uh, moving on now to Colton Dock. He was someone who I thought had a really good week, in particular the shot, the shooting ability. I mean, a lot of pretty goals, strong, powerful shot. He's He's kind of the opposite of Kirby in a sense where they have the same frame, they have some size and know how to use it, and they'll be physical and mix it up. Not the biggest speedsters, but Kirby, when he was coming up, he was all about playmaking. For me, Colton Dock, it's all about the shot. I know he had 50 assists this past season and 61 games for the Kelowna Rockets, a very good uh, junior season for Colton Dock. I think he is going to be more of a goal scorer at the next level. I think that's the best part of his game. Um, in the scrimmage today, I thought he cycled the puck well. He he played on a line with uh, Aiden Thompson and, oh, man, I, I forget who else he played with, Aiden Thompson and someone. But they moved the puck really well today. Um, I, I think Colton Dock has a good chance to be a middle six forward one day down the road with offensive upside because of that shot of his. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a top six game changer. He doesn't really have the speed to be that, or I think the playmaking ability, but I do think that shot is the best attribute and skill of his, and that gives him the best chance of being a sustained NHLer one day down the road. Landon Slager, it's the next prospect I'm getting into. Uh, I already mentioned he played on the top line with Dominic James and Frank Nazar for Team Red today. Slager's an interesting one, man, because uh, for Notre Dame this past season, he probably didn't take that next step offensively like he was hoping to or like the Blackhawks were hoping for. Uh, he only ended up with 26 points in 40 games as a sophomore. He actually uh, produced at a higher point-per-game clip as a freshman, but very physical, uh, responsible defensive forward, plays a 200-foot game, decent pace to him, not a great skater, but also not slow by any means. And he does have a little bit of offensive upside, probably middle to bottom six, not a top six guy either, but hard com- hard competitor, uh, plays up and down the ice, never takes a shift off. He was very noticeable in moving the puck today as well. I think that offensive skill set might be a bit underrated, especially after, like I said, a bit disappointing of a season with Notre Dame. But I, I really like Landon Slager, and I think, uh, he has maybe not the highest ceiling, but his floor is relatively high because of how good he is without the puck on his stick and the ways that he's able to impact the game in different ways. Coming up next, I got Ethan Del Mastro, a fourth round pick defenseman for the Blackhawks. Uh, actually had a really stellar season with the Mississauga Steelheads of the OHL this past year. Uh, big kid, six foot three, six foot four was known for being a very responsible defensive defenseman, but in 68 games for Mississauga this year as their captain, Del Mastro actually tallied 48 points, seven goals, and 41 assists. And apparently the Blackhawks are are really high on him. They were really impressed with the season that he had with Mississauga, and they feel confident that he's going to be an NHLer one day. And I'll tell you what, I notice it when I see it out of Ethan Del Mastro. Physical in his own zone, big and rugged, knows how to move the puck well and get out of trouble, always makes smart first passes, very poised and calm and patient, doesn't force anything. When he's being pressured uh, by an opponent on the back check, he makes 
smart and, and accurate passes, good reads, maybe not a high offensive upside, but he's capable of moving the puck well in the own zone, in the O zone. So I'm, I'm really stoked about Ethan Delmastro. I think he could have second to third pairing upside with how well-rounded he is. And his size and physicality, that's probably the most prevalent thing about him. When you see him out there on the ice, he's a big kid, and he knows how to use that to his advantage. So I thought it was another good week out of Ethan Del Mastro, of course, a former guest here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Wyatt Kaiser is another defenseman who really stood out to me over the week, folks. Just finished up his sophomore year with the University of Minnesota Duluth. And since the last time I saw Kaiser, he definitely has gotten a little bit thicker and added some muscle to his frame. He's an undersized guy, but can play in any situation, penalty kill, power play. He he has a very good all-around game, a puck mover at the point. Not very much of a goal scorer, but he can quarterback a power play, and he's also a responsible, good first pass in the D zone, just a, a very well-rounded defenseman who is just getting better seemingly year after year. Really good freshman year with UMD, improved even more so this past season. I'm hoping he'll continue that trend and take an even greater leap as a junior for the Bulldogs. And who knows, when that season wraps up, he could be ready to come up with the Blackhawks or uh, just head to the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL. But I'm super stoked about Wyatt Kaiser. And I think both he and Ethan Delmastro at this point, honestly, I, I might consider them to have higher upsides than Nolan Allen. I've been that impressed by those two so far. Alex Vlasic's another prospect, notable one that I got to talk about. And to me, it's not even close. Alex Vlasic was the most well-rounded player at development camp this week. Got 16 games of NHL action with the Blackhawks at the end of the year. And it was obvious that he did because his demeanor was just a lot different, very poised, very calm in all areas. Like it it seemed like nothing was phasing him. He was making all the right reads Uh, in the neutral zone. He made great breakups, good passes in the O zone. Uh, He was just dominant. Honestly, that that was the first word that came to mind when I saw Alex Vlasic this week, dominant. He was the best all around player there. And I'm really excited to see him try and make the Blackhawks NHL roster out of camp because Not only does he have the size, but he's starting to get the mind for the game too. I think that was one of his sharper skills throughout this week too, was how fast and well he thought the game. He was just quicker and one step ahead of everyone out there at all times, it seemed like. So super excited about Alex Vlasic too, man. He's going to be fighting for that final D spot on the Blackhawks come training camp time. Last, I wanted to talk for a moment about Drew Camesso, former second round pick for the Blackhawks in 2019. Uh, been playing for Boston University the last three years. Had kind of a, a roller coaster ride of a season with them because BU got off to a, a terrible start in the fall. But then Camesso started standing on his head and, and they got a, on a hot run as the spring started to come around. All in all, Camesso finished 13, 11, and 3 with a 2 5 2 goals against average and one shutout for the Terriers this year. In camp, I thought he was good, not great. Um, but again, goaltenders. They take the longest to fully develop, but um, Camesso's getting, I will say, he's getting great experience everywhere he goes. Not only being the guy for three years now, basically, at BU, but he's played with Team USA at the Olympic level, the World Championships. He got some experience there, too. Uh, Getting a lot of good experience for being a young netminder, and 
I thought, again, I thought he was good, not great. There's still some things he needs to work on, and he gave up a couple of bad goals, but undoubtedly the best goaltender prospect in the Blackhawks system right now. And uh, after he finishes up this next year with BU, I'm really excited to see him jump onto the professional scene and start out his professional career with the Rockford Ice Hogs. All right, there is a breakdown of some of the other more notable prospects in the Blackhawks organization and how they did this week at development camp. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the rest of the players that were in attendance at development camp this week. But first, I need to talk to you all about Athletic Greens and their new AG1 product, which is one scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and more to help you start your day. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. And Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut issues themselves and ended up on a complicated supplement routine in order to recover. That used to cost them $100 per day. But now, Athletic Greens has created an optimal and affordable nutrition routine That costs you less than $3 per day, which is just such a cheap and easy way to invest in both your health and body. Now, I'm not kidding, folks. I actually try and get my one scoop of AG1 each and every morning. It gives me that extra energy I need before I record the show. When I'm planning on going out to the golf course with some of my buddies, I definitely make sure to get my one scoop of AG1 just so I check off all those boxes and make sure I'm absolutely as ready to go in the mornings as I can be. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go and visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network right now. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into our third and final segment on the show now today. Time to get into uh, the rest of the litter, the rest of the Blackhawks prospects that were in attendance at development camp this week. I don't want to leave anybody out. Uh, Probably going to run through these players a little bit quicker than all the others, just for time purposes. Uh, Parker Fu, 23 years old, old draft pick of the Blackhawks. Uh, he's actually played the last two years in the KAHL in the KHL for Cunlin. Uh 17 points in 35 KHL games this past year. I don't know if Fu has a future with the Blackhawks. I just thought it was funny how he was, you know, 23 years old, has two years of professional experience under his belt, and was at Blackhawks development camp. Like, okay. And he would have his moments throughout the week where it was just obvious that he was further along in the process. I mean, he'd be dangling around guys. And it's like, buddy, you're five years older than half these kids out here. It just made for a funny moment. Um, don't think Fu has a future in the organization. Not a very high level prospect, but does have a little bit of speed and offense to his game. I, I probably don't expect him to be around much longer though, if I'm being honest. Uh, Liam Gorman was someone that the Blackhawks acquired from the Pittsburgh Penguins during the second day of the NHL draft. He had six points in 28 games for Princeton last year in college hockey. And I'll tell you what, Gorman was kind of a ghost this week. I I didn't really notice him at all. And I'm not sure what made the Blackhawks so enticed and made them 
trade a sixth round pick for this kid, but he does play hard. He's a big kid, maybe a physical presence. It's hard to tell at development camp because you're not trying to crunch guys. I mean, you're banging them into the boards, but you're not trying to run through them. So maybe that's where Gorman is intriguing, but he didn't show me anything if I'm being honest this week. Uh, Ryder Rolston, he's an interesting prospect too. Uh, Jay Zawoski and I were talking about a couple of times over the week, uh, mostly because of his shot. I think not like a Colton Dock type of shot. I think Colton Dock has the higher upside and the better all-around game than Rolston does, but he for sure can fire the puck and actually had a pretty productive year with the Fighting Irish this past season. He had 27 points, 10 goals, and 17 assists in 38 games as a sophomore. Ryder Rolston, kind of a forgotten man, but I certainly would not count him out because of that shot. He was firing the puck um, at development camp this week and had a lot of pretty goals go by the glove and the blocker of the goaltenders. So don't forget about Ryder Rolston, Blackhawks fans, with Notre Dame coming up on his junior year. Jake Wise, kind of in a similar boat as Parker Fu. Like he's, he's 22 years old, already played four years of college hockey. Uh, had 28 points in 35 games for Ohio State this past season. Definitely looks further along the path than most of the guys, except for Parker Fu or Alex Vlasic, I would say. Um, I don't know if Wise is going to be around for that much longer either. He's going back to Ohio State for his fifth, uh, fifth year there of eligibility. I think he's, sadly, the time has kind of passed for Jake Wise to get signed by the Blackhawks, and I feel like his rights are probably going to expire later on this summer. Uh, Next is Victor, not sure how to pronounce his last name yet, because according to uh, Wally, who runs the Chicago Prospects page, I believe it's pronounced Kierenborg? I don't know. Victor, it looks like it would be Stjernborg, but it's not Stjernborg. Apparently it's like Hernborg? pronunciation is up in the air as of right now. Um, Still 19 years old, though. He bounced around in Sweden this past season, played in uh, the Hockey Alsvenskan League, which I think is the second or third division over there in Sweden. But he had 11 points in seven games. We'll see. I don't really know much about this kid. And even when the Blackhawks traded back in to get him, no, no one really knew much. So still kind of a question mark at this point. Uh, Louis Clavier, one of my favorite names in the Blackhawk or Blackhawks organization right now, six foot seven defenseman, just wrapped up a good season for the Quebec Remparts of the QMJHL, 36 points in 62 games for being a big boy. I will say he, he moves really well, um, and has a little bit of offense to him too, can cycle the puck in the ozone and for being big, he, he has a strong shot from the blue line. Uh, I, I actually think Clevier has a chance to be an NHL or because of how well he's able to move for his size. That was the one thing that stood out to me about him this week. Slava Demin, and he was part of the Robin Leonard trade from a few years ago, uh, just wrapped up his third year of college hockey with UMass, had three points in 22 games. He was just kind of there this week, if I'm being honest. Uh, Tage Harding, another big body on the blue line for the Blackhawks. Uh, an interesting one, too, because he actually played in the AJHL this season, which is the same league that Kale McCarr came from. Uh, Harding had 37 points in 37 AJHL games, plays for the University of Providence, going to be back there next season, I believe. 
jury's still kind of out on him. I, I do like his size and the way that he's able to play tough in front of the net. I didn't see a whole lot of him, if I'm being honest, this week, though. So maybe someone I need to do a little bit more homework on moving forward. Connor Kelly, just kind of a guy as well, kind of like Slava Demon. He had 11 points in 39 games for Minnesota Duluth this year. Teammates with Wyatt Kaiser, but I don't think there's very much there, if I'm being honest. Michael Crudel, though, is a blue liner who I am intrigued by. It's been kind of a tough past couple years for Crudel since the Blackhawks drafted him because uh, his junior year got canceled up in Canada due to COVID, and then he came on down with the Rockford Icehogs, turned pro probably before he should have, and really struggled down there with the Icehogs. But he did go back to Sweden this year, and he played in 21 SHL games, had five points there, which is actually pretty impressive for being a young kid. But the biggest thing that impressed me about Crudel this week was his physicality and um, how mean he is in the dirty areas. I mean, going up against Frank Nazar, Kevin Korchinski, and some of those young guys, he didn't take it easy on them whatsoever. He was riding them into the boards. Uh, physically imposing, I would say, is the best way to describe Michael Crudel's game at this point. Hopefully, we'll get some good experience over in the SHL these next couple of years before coming back to North America, because I do believe there is still something there for Michael Crudel. Last, last skater, I guess I should say, uh, Philip Rose. I believe his last name's Rose. The jury's still out on his last name as well, but he was someone who really impressed me. Uh, I know he is a little bit further along than most of the players that were here at development camp, but his size and his skating and his smarts were what really stood out. Like he knows how to give himself time and space. He knows how to create separation. Good shot too. He scored a beautiful goal in the scrimmage today. Uh, Was very good at riding players out into the boards to take them off the puck. I think Philip Rose could be someone to keep an eye on. Again, kind of a forgotten man on the blue line with all the young prospects that we have in the system right now, but I would not rule him out of being a fringe NHL or third pairing guy one day because of how, um, how developed he is in all facets. I think he he was clearly like Alex Vlasic, a step ahead of everyone. And I'm sure uh, playing in the SHL this past year, having that experience gave him an advantage over the competition this week, but I was really impressed for the most part with what I saw out of Philip Rose. Last two players I'll get into, two goaltenders, Dominic Bassey, who I honestly kind of forgot was in the system still, really put up bad numbers with Colorado College this year. Honestly, the numbers weren't as bad as you would think compared to his record, but 6-15-2 with a 3.33 goals against average for Colorado College. It's not a very good program. I believe he's transferring out of out of there, though, so we, we could see and get a more accurate the picture of what type of goaltender he is still only 22 years old. So not really sure though, if there's any, if any upside there whatsoever. Uh, and then the first look at Jackson Stauber was interesting. Um, I think he's, he was really good down low and his positioning stood out to me, like didn't make a whole lot of mistakes. And if, players beat him it would be with a good shot it wasn't with like an an easy flubber or anything along those lines but uh it's clear that he's he doesn't have any professional experience under his belt yet um still pretty raw in his in his movements and the way he moved the puck too was 
kind of shaky, I thought. Um, but he's going to get some good experience, likely being the backup for uh, Arvid Soderblom with the Ice Hogs this upcoming season. So I'm excited to see what Staub, Stauber has to offer because put up really good numbers with Providence this past season, a 21-14-2 record, five shutouts, 2.1 goals against average, one of the best goal- goaltenders in all of college hockey. I thought he had a pretty decent first showing at Blackhawks development camp as well. Uh, and we'll see how his first professional season goes next year down in Rockford. All right, folks, I think that finally is going to wrap up Friday, July 15th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and tune into the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news and updates throughout the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2. Or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the Blackhawks, feel free to email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.